few years ago, I saw a huge gap in the market for an app that was like a cycling coach, but in your pocket. I knew that AI was ultimately going to be the best coach in the world. And I spent about two years of my life trying to make this app happen. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen. But ever since then, I've kept a really close eye on this space to see if anyone else could succeed where I failed. The Breakaway app caught my attention a couple of months ago because Christian van der Velde, yep, the Christian van der Velde who came fourth in the Tour de France, is one of the co-founders. And it seems that the Breakaway have created the ultimate cycling training companion and they're bringing low-cost coaching to the masses. You'll know from listening to the podcast that my pet peeve is when cyclists head out the door with no plan, no goal, and just roll around without an objective. Don't be that guy! The Breakaway app looks at all your historic training data and it builds a plan around your strengths and weaknesses so you're always going to have the perfect session. They also have integrations which I'm really excited about. Whoop and Aura Ring. The reason I've previously ditched my wearables is because the data just wasn't informing my training. No longer the case. Head on over to roadmantrial.com and you can download their app for free. That's roadmantrial, R-O-A-D-M-A-N-T-R-I-A-L.com and download the app for free. The link to this is in today's show notes. This is episode 775 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Today, I want to give you some tips for criterium racing. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Roadman, welcome back. I am just off the back of finishing four crit races in five days. That's the biggest block of single day races I've done in quite a number of years and I'm definitely feeling it in my legs. Well, if I'm totally honest and strict with the definition of crit racing, one of those races wasn't really a crit race. It was more of like a close circuit race. But nevertheless, I wanted to share some crit racing tips with you good folks today because I know this is a discipline that both excites and terrified riders, especially those who haven't tried out the discipline before. I'm recording this podcast. The sweat is soaked into me still. Lucky this isn't smelly vision. Lucky this is television. I'm just in the door from a criterium race we have here called the Stephen Roach Grand Prix. And it's a great little race. It's held every year on the same week as Nationals to celebrate the legend that is Mr. Stephen Roach. Triple Crown winner in 1987, he won the Tour de Worlds and the Giro in the same year. And to honour that, we smash a load of laps around his old housing estate every year for one hour until one person emerges victorious. It's always great fun. I definitely have sore legs now after this little block of racing. The goal of today is to give you some tips for Criterium Racing to make it a little bit less daunting, or if you're an experienced rider, to give you hopefully little tips that make your life a little bit better. Now, it must be said, I've never had a huge punch, a huge kick as a rider. Like, I rarely hit north of 1300 watts in a sprint. So I've never been what you'd call like a crit specialist. You know, we look at some of the US crit specialists, like say Corey Williams, and like they're just born to do this 
But I do really enjoy them. And my time based in North America, these were really my meat and potatoes. I have such fond memories of racing with Jet Fuel, the Toronto racing team, when we headed down to Milwaukee for Milwaukee Super Week, which is three weeks of nightly 100-kilometer criteriums. And it's just such a lovely rhythm and cadence to your day. You get up in the morning, you're staying with host housing, get up in the morning, a little bit of breakfast, easy ride to the coffee shop. And then later that evening, it's normally an evening crit, you race 100 kilometers on a criterium circuit. And 100 kilometers, there could be like, it could be a one kilometer circuit and you have 100 laps to do of this thing. And there could be one corner in that, like a left-hander and you just can't get it. So lap after lap after lap you try and then corner like the 84th time through that corner, you're like, nailed it. And then it's like 85th time, balls, messed it up again, back to the drawing board. But it's such fond memories with Jeff Yule racing down there and a good friend of mine who's been on the podcast, Ed Veal, winning a race down at Milwaukee Super Week. And it was just brilliant fun, beers that night. And then later, obviously, I went back out to the States racing with Estellas Oncology and we raced the NCC crit scene. And, you know, it's brilliant, brilliant fun. No one does it like the Americans. Huge crowd, huge show, national anthems. It's goosebump stuff even thinking about it. Right, let's dive in. I'm going to give you some tips because I think these will help, as I said, both new and experienced riders. Positioning yourself effectively in the bunch is so, so crucial because you get this elasticated effect through corners, which makes it exponentially harder the further back the bunch you go. Let me explain what I mean by that. So rider one goes through the corner. He absolutely rails the corner. He's flawless through it. He gets to pick his own line. Rider two, his view is a little inhibited by rider one, so he slightly dabs the brakes. Now, he has to accelerate out of the corner to get back into the wheel of rider one. Now, rider three, he further dabs the brakes. Now, he has to sprint, say, like, to close half a bike length. Say, then we go back the line to rider five or rider six and say one of these guys completely messes up the corner. Gets his line wrong, tries to pick an alternate line and gets it wrong. Now he has to sprint for a full five seconds to get back onto the wheel. Now this happens all the way back the line as you're filtering through these corners. On every single lap through every single corner. So if you're rider 40 through that corner, you could have like a full 40, 50 second, one minute effort just to get back into the wheel of the rider in front of you once all these little micro gaps open from people getting corners wrong, dabbing brakes. So if you have a 50 second effort to get back into the wheel, what's going to happen is the next corner is upon you. Now you're going into that corner more fatigued and the cycle and the pattern repeats again. It's zero fun. So if you don't position yourself effectively, you're basically on a slow march to death because no one can put out these 50 second efforts every single corner without ultimately just dropping out of the race. So aim to stay near the front of the bunch to avoid getting caught in that chaos of trying to close gaps because gaps will inevitably open up because somebody in that line of riders, if we say you go into it in rider 40, somebody in that line from fatigue at some point will just pull out of the line and say, no, it's too hard. I can't close that. My night's done. Now you have a bigger gap to open. So it's just too, too difficult to keep closing those. So make life a lot easier for yourself, a lot easier for yourself and position yourself well. Also, you can anticipate corners, especially if you have a chance to pre-ride a course or you've ridden it for multiple years. Anticipate corners that you're going to have this acceleration out of them. 
Some corners are smooth and don't really require much braking and acceleration. There's parts of the course which are going to have increased pace. There's potential surges in parts of the course. So you can adjust your position accordingly in the bunch. There may be sections on the course where you can afford to chill a little back, a little further back the bunch. Now, chill is quite relative in a criterium race. But you could have, for instance, the Stephen Roach Grand Prix. We had a long headwind straight section. So for me, it's not a problem to sit 20, 30 wheels back at that point because it's very difficult for anyone to get separation into a headwind. So you can recover a little more and then move up for the key parts of the course. Cornering is also a make or break skill in criteriums. That sounds obvious because, you know, that example of a 100 kilometer criterium on a one kilometer lap you have a hundred laps to do and you have four corners and that that's 400 corners you have to do in a race it's extreme if you're not good at going around corners you're not in a good spot so focus on mastering your cornering technique how you're going to do this is approach turns with confidence maintain a smooth line through the corners lean your bike into the turn shifting your body weight towards the inside of the turn And keep your eyes focused on the exit. Look where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. That's going to help maintain your balance and your control. By becoming a cornering expert, you can gain precious seconds on people around you. And also, and crucially, gain valuable recovery through the corners. If the racing is full gas and you have like two corners on the course that you're really good at, you can almost look forward to those corners. You're like, okay... The racing's real hard now, but just get to that corner because I know I'm taking that corner better than everyone else. So it's going to be an opportunity for me to get my watts down 50, to get my heart rate down five beats. So that's why it's so, so crucial to master cornering. For me, cornering is really a confidence game. And when I say confidence, I don't mean fake it till you make it. This is not a false confidence because a false confidence when it comes to cornering, it's not confidence. It's just stupidity. What gives me confidence is repetitions, pay the process, practice, practice, practice. Like I could go out into a local housing estate if I notice a criterion coming up and I could write a left-hand corner 50 times on a recovery day. Just going through the corner time and time again. Each time I'll get a little bit faster. This allows me to figure out where the edge is. It also builds trust in my tires. I'm currently racing Continental GP5000 S tubeless tires And I get confidence in the tires, where the grip is, how far I can lean them. And I get confidence in my tire pressure. For a dry criterium like tonight, I was running 60 PSI. And for reference, I'm a 76 kilogram rider at the moment. So 60 PSI on my Continental GP 5000s. I know exactly where that limit is. So it means if I'm chasing and I need to like eke out a little extra second through a corner, I'm not doing anything reckless because I know where that limit is. And most of the way through the race, I'm well inside that limit. I'm not pushing that limit at all. But if I'm trying to go solo, if I'm trying to close a gap, I know where that limit is. If you're criterium racing, you also need to consider designing your training sessions to simulate race conditions. That means incorporating high-intensity intervals, simulating surges and cornering drills into your training. Practice sprints and accelerations to sharpen your speed and that explosive power. By adapting your training to match the demands of criterium racing, you'll be better prepared and it's going to give you a lot more confidence for race day as well. If possible, try your first criterium as part of a club league. I know we're spoiled here in Ireland that we have access to amazing club league races, really close rides to the house. It's going to be a much more inviting and developmental space if you can do your first 
crit as part of a club league. It's going to be a place where you can make mistakes without the stakes being so high and there being grave consequences. I mentioned at the start Corey Williams. I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. He rides for Legion, who are one of the foremost criterium teams in the USA. And Corey's one of the best crit racers in the USA. His YouTube channel is really good if you want to get a little insight into what Criterium Racing looks like. I think it's called something like Nation's Number One Beast, but that's worth checking out so you get an idea of the chaos inside a pro-level Criterium race. When you watch it, you'll also notice the Crit Racers, they're not really built the same. Like if you look at Pogacha, Jonas, they are really focused on watts per kilogram. Criterium Racers don't really have that same focus. They're focused more on absolute power than they are on watts per kilogram. Crit races are honestly the most fun you can have with your clothes on, folks. So please jump in, give it a try, be safe, push those limits. I'm off to go shower before this sweat corrodes through my skin. But I will be back tomorrow for newbie questions and Sarah will join me as always. Until then, Roadman, ride safe, have fun and chat to you then.